Meditation. How do you do it? Why would you do it? That's what we're talking about today on The Dr. Susan Show. Hi, I'm Dr. Susan and welcome to The Dr. Susan Show, where we talk about body-mind connection. So today I'm going to talk about meditation, which is really key to integrating our body and our mind. I was first introduced to meditation by my dad, actually. Um, he was a doctor, but later in life became a Buddhist teacher. So when I was quite young, uh, he introduced me to these concepts, but I'll tell you the truth, they just went right over my head. I wasn't interested in slowing down. I wasn't interested in sitting still. Like most of us, I just wanted to go, go, go. I had to go to medical school. I had to build a big house. I always had something to do. What I noticed was I was always leaning forward. I was always going somewhere. And that's what life in this country seems to be about to me. We're always trying to get somewhere. So meditation is a process of intentionally putting a pause in that cultural moving forward and just sitting still and being connected with ourselves. So there's a lot of talk about meditation. Mindfulness has become a you know, really common catch word. It's uh, on the front of Time Magazine. There are classes popping up everywhere. Um, again, a lot of them are appealing to this sort of American desire to get a quick fix. I love the one minute meditation or you can become enlightened in five minutes a day advertisements. But it's not really like that. Uh, for me, my understanding is that meditation doesn't really have a goal or an end point. It's a process. Um, there's no such thing as a bad meditation. It's just an opportunity to sit still for a few minutes or a few hours in some cases and connect your body and your mind so that you become present in your own body. What I found when I first started this practice uh, about 10 years ago was that I had lived the great majority of my life in a, what I'll call a, a, a trance. I was not present in the, this body that you see in this chair. My mind was either in the future, thinking about what I was going to do next, or in the past, worrying about what I'd done before, or in a complete fantasy world, thinking about some vacation I'd never go on or a fantasy relationship. But I was very, very rarely actually where I am. So through training, and it's just like lifting weights, we can train ourselves to be present where we are. And not that we don't have to plan. Of course, we have to think about the future sometimes. And sometimes thinking about the past is helpful as well because we can learn from our mistakes. But for the most part, being present, actually being in this current here now moment really enhances the quality of our lives and relationships. So, you know, I talk about relationships a lot too, and I can tell you that my experience, and I'm sure you've all felt the same way, is that it really the biggest gift that someone can give you is to give you their full attention. Uh, these days, when I walk around, the airport's the worst. Um, I'll be walking through the airport and not see a single person looking up from their phone. I mean, we're just not present. We're not being with each other. We're not looking at each other. We're absorbed with uh, past, future, fantasy, uh, electronics. Uh, one of my teachers calls them weapons of mass distraction, <laughs> which I quite like. 
um, but how to live in a world with electronics and still carve out some time for yourself to be present. So quick lesson. Um, I'm, I won't do a meditation session with you today. We can do that at a later time. But sitting still, uh, calming your mind. Uh, the idea isn't to clear your mind, I and mean, it's just not possible, but to dissociate a little bit from those thoughts that are just popping up and coming from nowhere. If, if you're paying attention to your thoughts, you'll see all kinds of crazy stuff fly by. Uh, but the, the invitation is just to watch it fly by, just like you'd watch clouds maybe go by in the sky. Or one of my teachers says, uh, kind of imagine sitting at a train station and watching the train go by, but don't jump on it. <laughs> just watch it go by. And if you accidentally jump on it, as soon as you realize that you jumped on it, just jump off and come back. So the instruction is very simple, just to sit still. You may have your eyes open or closed. Uh, Focusing on breathing is a very common technique to bring you into your body because breathing is one of the only things that's very reliable. It just happens whether you want it to or not. Some people focus on the feeling of the seat in the chair or another body sensation, but breathing is a, a very common um, anchor point. So just focusing on breathing, watching the breath come in and out, brings us back into our body, feeling the sensations in our body, so that we can be in this present moment. And then observing our thoughts. So as I'm sitting, uh, I'm going to see thoughts fly by. Oh, what do I want for lunch? Or there was a nice vacation I had last month. Or what, what's gonna happen after five o'clock this afternoon? These thoughts fly by, but rather than jumping on the train and, and running off with them so that I'll be gone for 10 minutes on a fantasy uh, tour, I'm able just to observe the thought, let it pass, and if I do actually jump on the train to say, oh, I've gone off again and just gently bring myself back without any judgment, not I'm a bad meditator, I've screwed it up, just, oh, this is what mind does. Mind is doing what mind does, which is thinking. So coming back into the body, and it's a constant process of leaving and coming back and leaving and coming back, forgetting and remembering. So. Uh, the most experienced meditators will still go through that process of forgetting and remembering while they're sitting. Um, and I've talked to many of them and that never goes away, but the intervals can extend longer and longer so that we're able to stay present for longer. So why does this matter? Uh, for me, the, the actual period of sitting in meditation, which I would suggest maybe starting with five minutes, increasing it to 10. I enjoy going now a couple of times a year to a seven-day silent retreat where we meditate all day for seven days and it's that's amazing if you have an opportunity to do that but in many of our lives that's not an option but you know five or ten minutes is a good way to start. If you notice your brain taking off just realize that you're human and that's normal. I've had so many people tell me, oh, I tried it, I, I can't do it, it's just not for me. I'm not cut out to meditate. Guess what, that's what everybody thinks. You're just like everybody else. It's, it would be like going to the gym and saying, I can't run three miles the first day. Of course you can't. I can't play Chopin on the piano the first day either. This is a practice, it's called a practice because you have to practice. It, it gets easier with time. So why do you wanna do this? It, um, Sure, it's a nice peaceful break, it's a nice little time for yourself, but it's much less about the time on the chair or the cushion 
than it is about teaching us how to extend that into the rest of our lives. So if I'm able to learn, which I'm, I'm a beginner, I'm not presenting this as an expert because I've only been doing it for 10 years. One of my teachers jokes that he meditated for 10 years and nothing happened and then all of a sudden it started to change. So I'm at that level. But if I'm able to sit quietly and observe my thoughts and then gently bring myself back, learning that process really extends into all of my life. So just say I'm having a conversation with uh, my husband or one of my kids and I, I'm wanting to be present there with them, but I notice myself going off into daydreaming. But I've learned the skill of noticing and being able to come back. That allows me to get back into that conversation and become present again. Or if I'm losing my temper and I'm noticing that I'm starting to react uh, to a situation, and I'm going to do something that I know I'm going to regret. Um, I personally uh, have a, a relationship with anger. <laughs> so I, I, I can react with anger and it isn't helpful. So because of my meditation practice, I've been able to learn to notice when that's happening. Just through that training to notice my thinking, if I notice that I'm starting to feel reactive, I know those feelings in my body, I'm able to say, okay, not going in the right direction and bring myself back. So for me, uh, the sitting in the chair and meditating is great fun, it's relaxing, it's uh, sometimes we can have some really good insights while we're meditating. So the sitting in the chair part is, is, is great, uh, but it's most applicable for how that extends into the rest of our lives. Um, in those ways, improving relationships, improving our ability to stay present with the people that we care about so that we can really be with them in conversation and not be on our phones or having our brains go off in different directions. And then uh, really importantly, learning how to react less and respond more. And so by that I mean, you know, that knee-jerk reaction um, that comes from a very primal, childish source, like wanting to punch somebody or uh, yell at someone or do something that you'll later regret. Get, learning the discipline to see that come up, just like the clouds in the sky, let it pass by, and then come back into our body and come back with a more uh, helpful, more mature response that's going to create less harm. So. Meditation, really the goal is to create less harm. Um, I think all of us probably share the goal of living our lives uh, with an intention of creating less harm. So for me personally and for many others who've uh, benefited from learning about meditation, it's a way to bring peace and harmony into our lives and ultimately to create a sense of uh, discipline so that we can walk through the world and create less harm, bring more joy, bring more happiness, uh, and just make the world a better place. So I have some questions from viewers about meditation that I can answer. Um, again, I'm not setting myself up, up as an expert, but just talking from my own experience. Um, one of the questions is, uh, what are the different kinds of meditation? Well, that's a, a, a big question, but I can, generally divide meditation techniques into two main ones. Now there's, that's a, a very simple answer, but um, there's attention-based meditation, which would be just 
focusing on breathing or an object of attention, for example. Buddhists in the Zen tradition uh, you know, favor this type of meditation in general where you can sit for hours and simply count your breathing. And, and that's all you do. Um, it's calming, it centers the mind on a, a, a certain object and really brings you into presence. Focused, attention-focused meditation, often on the breath, that's one main type. Another type, uh, which is called Vipassana, or insight meditation, is uh, focused more on what comes up when your mind is in this very relaxed state that certain insights might come up. And those are uh, insights into the nature of reality. I could get really big on this topic, but just to, to keep it manageable. Uh, when we do Vipassana meditation, which is my preference, uh, sometimes in moments of uh, calmness of my mind, I can just really understand the bigger picture. It just clarity comes to me where I understand, you know what, my point of view is not the only one. Um, that I'm actually looking through a very small window and that, yeah, I understand other people's perspective better. I understand the world better. I have what we call right view or wise view. Um, and so, so those are the two main types, very simplified, just uh, breathing or attention and then uh, Vipassana or insight meditation. Do, I do both, one or the other, doesn't matter. I'll also add that movement meditation is a very common, uh, walking meditation, uh, yoga, other forms of uh, body movement where we're still staying very centered. Uh, balancing poses in yoga, which require an enormous amount of concentration, for example, Tai Chi. So there's a, a lot of meditative practices that can involve uh, uh, activity as well. So uh, that's a great question. Um, another one that I am often asked and I see here is how long do I need to meditate to get a benefit? I would, if you get two seconds of benefit, that's a benefit. Um, there's no prescription. Um, I would start with, say, five minutes, maybe go to 10. Uh, very experienced meditators often will sit for a week. Um, I wouldn't try that right off the bat. <laughs> but uh, if you're able to sit for five minutes and have two seconds of presence, that's, a, that's an amazing achievement for uh, the average American who lives their whole lives in a trance. So uh, I would not set any goals that are too lofty, just try it and see. Um, and so in this uh, practice, I, I don't recommend believing anything that I say or doing anything that I tell you. I just recommend trying it for yourself to see if it works for you. So I hope it does. I had fun today. I hope you learned something. Follow me at drsusan.com or come visit us at completewomenscarecenter.com and I'll see you next week. Thank you.